It is a game week. The CONCACAF Champions League has returned. It is the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show. My name is Chris Whittingham, joined by Devin Kerr. That is right. The quarterfinals return starting tomorrow night. Montreal Impact and Olympia. You can watch it on the networks of Fox Sports and Tudene, as we can now bring you through what the bracket looks like as we enter the quarterfinal stage. And we got to start on the left side of the bracket. Atlanta United on top, taking on Club America. That first leg will take place this week. That is Wednesday at 10.30 from the Azteca. Then you have Cruz Azul and LAFC waiting on the other end of the bracket. Then we move to the right-hand side, Tigres and NYCFC. That game is Wednesday night from 8 o'clock. And then Olympia, the upset of the first round, taking on Montreal Impact. Again, that is tomorrow night, Tuesday night. And Devin, we get started with the quarterfinal. The business end of the competition begins. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, look, I think the biggest key for me with Club America and Atlanta United is how many moving pieces we've seen and how many storylines we're getting, right? Unfortunate ones, too. You get Joseph Martinez. He's no longer going to be there. They're still waiting on guys coming back and, and dealing with injury and visa issues. Club America... Still, you kind of brought it up last week, disciplinary issues. Mm -hmm. Haven't really hit their ceiling. Is Herrera happy with how they're playing? Is he not? For me, I'm concerned because of the overall pace of the game itself and because of Joseph Martinez. Yeah. You know, they get an opportunity. They can play in transition quickly. I really think that they started to find a bit of identity. I'm not saying they found sure. it. They, they started to find a bit of so, it. And now he goes away and Adam John steps in. So how do they get on, in your judgment, Atlanta beating FC Cincinnati in their first MLS match without Joseph Martinez? How do they get on without him? Well, they answered it this, this weekend. And what they did was they basically took Joseph Martinez out because he's injured. And he let Adam John step in. We kind of hustled and bustled this back and forth last week. Do you systematically change everything mm -hmm. and mix it all up, bring new players in, switch it all around? Or do you plug and play? I was for the plug-and-play, and that's what you got. Adam John comes in. It's different look, though. The pace was off. You could see some of the chemistry lacking up top. They still get a win, so, so that's yeah. important. I mean, they get out in front, and they maintain their confidence. I'm still concerned, though, because I, I feel like with the pace at which Club America plays, mm -hmm. it's a lot slower than Atlanta United. Yes. I feel like if this game slows down that much, that's only going to prove problematic. Yeah. And America at the weekend drawing 3-3 with Pumas, and they enter the match having played a very – Difficult rivalry match, and they were up for it. They got a late goal from Henry Martin, rips off his shirt. It was this jubilant moment for the side from the Mexican capital. Now, in terms of the other match we want to break down here, LAFC taking on Cruz Azul. That game is Thursday night from 10.30, and so much to discuss about this matchup. And, Devin, I guess we'll start with LAFC, and they played out a 3-3 draw with Philadelphia Union. It was an incredible game to cap off the MLS weekend. But they went for it. They played a lot of their first-team guys, and they're still going strong. Wouldn't want to be one of those players after last night. Yeah. <laughs> the emotion that was yeah. in that game was crazy, but you saw some quality play. Felt like they really built off that momentum, and they're going to take advantage of it. And let's go ahead and move to Devin on the tactics board. We have an individual breakdown of Carlos Vela and his positioning. Moving from the first leg to the second leg, Devin, take us through it. A lot of people have talked about it, Chris, and, and what you have to keep an eye on is where they were good and where they were bad. So let's go back to the 2-0 loss at Leon. Let's stop it right here. Notice how he's checking away from goal here. Now the back line's set up quite nicely. You've got flat four. The midfielders are starting to drift. Luis Montes is getting in there. LAFC is still set up well. They have plenty of space to work with. Let's let it play. As they start to rotate to the far side of the field, just keep an eye right here on Carlos Vela. Okay? Following the ball. Let's stop it again right now. Now he's surrounded by all the players. 
you've got a player down in the channel, so you can work this way, and that's fine. You can work the width. That's very good. Blessing starting to make his way back over. Diego Rossi all the way on the outside. The problem is, is your main striker is shut off. Look at this diamond around him. Let's let it run again a bit further. As it continues to the far side, now he's like, all right, I want to get involved. Stop. Checking away. They've got a nice little triangle here. There's no overlapping run down in the corner. They basically have one option here, and it's to retreat. Let's let it play again. Even though Carlos Vela gets involved on this, they still are moving away from goal. Let's pause it one last time right here. Now where is he? He started all the way over here, and just to get involved in the run of play, try and be a playmaker and make something happen for his team, now he's moved into a further position away. That's just not going to happen. The team was lacking a bit of chemistry. We felt like, okay, there wasn't enough energy. Bob Bradley said he felt like they got into the right spots. They just didn't execute. This is a perfect example of it. Let's fast forward. Let's go to that beautiful 3-0 win at the bank. Okay, watch Carlos Vela as we move the other way. He's going to start in the middle of the field. He's going to move all the way back out to the outside. It's going to be transitional play that LAFC is go so good at. When Blessing picks this ball up, let's stop right now. Look at all the space that they have to play with. Now, this could have gone a couple of directions. Vela could have cut in. Right in between the center backs. Not a bad look. You come outside, he still has the ability to run. And oh, by the way, one, two, three, four, five, six different players from LAFC following his lead. Let's let it run. One-on-one -on -one situation. Top of the 18. Let's stop it one more time right here. As he stops and starts to move back in, what happens? Still has the ability to go outside. He could still bring it to the inside as well. And he's got three different players that he could have played with. No, it doesn't end up in the back of the net. There's nothing wrong with that, though. The most important thing is tactically, they made the adjustments. They knew if they bring Vela to the outside, they can rotate him into a false nine. He can play on the wing for all he cares. As long as that ball hits his foot, he's the playmaker that's going to make things happen. He's done it in MLS last year. He's already started doing it in Champions League. And we saw him rip some defenses apart last night in Philadelphia Union. Watch him this week. And that's LAFC and great stuff there from Devin on the tactics for Cruz Azul at the weekend with another 4-2 victory over Tijuana. They are on fire five in a row in Liga MX. Roberto Alvarado with a brace in that one. They're on fire and Jonathan Rodriguez continues to top the league in goal score. When we come back, we'll look ahead to the two other matches coming up this week in Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League in the quarterfinal. More specifically, NYCFC and Tigres were joined by NYCFC midfielder James Sands when we return on the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show. This is the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show, breaking down all the matchups this week in the quarterfinal stage. Chris Winningham, Devin Kerr here to bring you all through it. And right now, we're going to look ahead towards NYCFC and Tigres. The first leg between these two is going to be on Wednesday night. And Devin, we're actually joined by NYCFC midfielder James Sands. James, appreciate you stopping by. And... And James, when you look at this matchup, it's going to be a difficult one against Tigres, one of the best sides in the region for the last decade. And the way that they play, it's a very specific style of play. So when you look at this matchup, James, from your standpoint, what are you looking at when it comes to Tigres? And you have Andre Pierre Gignac playing it behind you. What could potentially be the difficulties in this? Um, yeah, I mean, we know they're an incredibly talented opponent, so it's, it's always going to be a challenge. But I think any game that we play in, we try and focus on what we're going to do, you know, how we're going to play, how we're going to press. Um, obviously, we have to be aware of their of their danger men, 
Um, but I think if we deal with them as a team and collectively, then I think that'll be one of the, the key points in the game for us. And then just making sure, uh, you know, we're keeping locked in mentally because it's two legs and we just got to know that going forward. And James, when you talk about we want to play how we want to play, you're under a new manager in Ronnie Dyla. What does that mean to you? And now, obviously, without giving too much away of the style, what does it mean to play the way that you guys want to play? Uh, I mean, I think we've, we've always been a club that, you know, that values the ball and, and wants to keep possession. And I think even though we do have a new manager, it's helpful that we have, you know, 90% of our guys back from last year. So, you know, the ideas are still similar from last year. Um, and I think... You know, any game we go into, uh, we think that we want to dominate, we want to control the ball, and uh, I think we have to have the same mindset for this game, no matter who the opponent is. James, let's backtrack for a second here. First time I had the opportunity to see you was under John Hackworth. You're actually alone under Lou City, and he talked about how the evolution of that team, you kind of changed it for them, becoming the six. You've gone from Ohlone to a USL championship club to becoming a regular starter, an impactful one at that for NYCFC. Can you just talk about that progression and where where you think you've been most successful and where you want to go? Yeah, well, it's it's definitely been a it's been a, a good journey so far, but far from over. Um, and I think it's it's a credit to the the work that I've put in, but especially the people that I've I've had around me. You know, I've had great coaches. You know, my family has always been supportive. Um, so I think that's been one of the biggest things for me to uh, make these steps from USL to MLS and now to uh, Champions League. Um, so, you know, hopefully this is just another step along the way and, you know, maybe one day playing for one of the big clubs in, in Europe. And that would be obviously the dream of a lot of American players. But as a youth player coming up through the system, is it difficult to find your place in a senior team? What ultimately is that biggest step to go from, obviously you're excelling at the youth level because you're, you're catching the eye of major managers, but moving into USL, what is the most difficult part of that transition? Um, I think for a lot of young players, it's just the speed of play. You know, every time you move up a level, uh, the speed of play increases. And I think that's, that's kind of a, the toughest adjustment. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I've benefited from is having really good club situations. You know, especially at New York, the club has not been afraid to play me even when I was 17, 18. And I think getting that experience, and especially last season too, I think it, it's helped me tremendously. And I think, you know, I keep fighting for my spot, but uh, I think I'll keep improving as long as I stay on the field. James, I got to ask, a lot of things floating around in the media and having been in your situation before, it's not easy walking into somebody else's dressing room. You guys made your, your quote-unquote home venue, your fortress, and, and so you have to go to Red Bull Arena. What was that like for you guys as players, and what was the message floating around before the match? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's you know it's definitely different. Uh, you know, there's no getting around that. But it's really the fans are what make it a home game. So, uh, especially for this game coming up, if we get a lot of our of our uh, true supporters out there, then it'll feel like a home game no matter where we are. You know, if they bring the atmosphere. They you know we feed off of their energy. So, I think it's it's up to the fans to make this uh, as much a home game as possible and. You know, for us as the players, it's just about controlling what you can control. Um, you know, we can only control the uh, the game on the field, so that's what we're looking to do. Do you get a chance to watch Tigres at the weekend? They're, they are a side that likes to keep the ball, and so it's going to be difficult. And I feel like the biggest step up, you mentioned the speed of play, but it's also the margin for error because mm -hmm. when you lose the ball against 
your average MLS team. It's a little bit different than losing the ball to Tigres because it's going to be a while before you get it back. What do you know about Tigres and the way they like, that, that they like to play and ultimately how you're going to approach them as an opponent? Yeah, I think I think you kind of summed it up well. But especially with a team like Tigres and all the, the top quality players they have, I think any mistake is going to be punished. So you have to be really careful about what you're doing, especially in the back. Um, but just, yeah, you, you really said it, no margin of error. Um, but it, it'll be an interesting game. Two sides who both like to have the ball. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. James Sands, a holding midfielder for NYCFC. They'll play Tigres in the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League this coming Wednesday night from Red Bull Arena. We're very much looking forward to the game around here. James, best of luck. Thank you very much. And that's James Sands joining us here on the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show and quite a remarkable story that he has. It's interesting. I mean, we forget that he's still, with all due respect, a child, right, mm. compared to everybody else around him. I mean, it's we're going to get an opportunity to break him down, but he's a kid who probably doesn't get enough um, respect for what he does in the middle of the field, to be honest. And I think that they have a lot going on for them. So many different things in both positive and negative manners. You know, it's there's the stadium issue. There was you have three coaches in three years. I mean, that really does something to a player's psyche. And to manage results, it's difficult to do. You know, that's really, really difficult to do. I admire them for the way that they started, mm-hmm. and they've gotten better. Yep. Uh, I still think that I'm going to stay true to what I said last week, that I don't think we've seen them in its entirety yet. Yeah. Um, it's also still very early. So so that's the argument. But that's the argument for the tournament, too, right? And, such, and such an important first leg for them because they'll be at home. You have to go away to El Volcan, one of the most di- difficult yeah. places to play in North America. So yeah. to get off to that first leg on a, on a good start will be really important for NYCFC. We'll continue breaking down this matchup and much more when we return. We'll also look at the other semi-final that we have yet to get to, and that is Montreal Impact and Olympia, excuse me, quarterfinal. The quarterfinal previews continue coming up next on the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show. Welcome back to the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show. My name is Chris Whittingham, joined by Devin Kerr as we continue to look ahead to the quarterfinal round. Get started tomorrow night. It is incredible. Let's go ahead and refresh the bracket for you just to make sure that you know what the stakes are for each and all of these matches. We'll start first on the right-hand side. Tigres, NYCFC, the first game in that one, is on Wednesday night from 8 p.m. And then you have Montreal Impact and Olympia. That's a Tuesday night at 8 p.m. That's the first leg in Montreal. Then on the left side of the bracket, LAFC, excuse me, are home with Cruz Azul Club América. will entertain Atlanta United at the Azteca. The first leg is Wednesday at 10.30. And so that's a look at the bracket right now. Now we've still got two more quarterfinals to preview in further depth. We'll start first with Montreal Impact and Olympia de Honduras. Now, in terms of Montreal, Devin, do you think that they did enough in that round of 16 to prove that they are the favorite heading into this quarterfinal against Olympia? No, of course not. No, you can't park the bus for 180 minutes, I can tell you that right now. Yeah. And then, let's get that out of the way, and that's real easy. Uh, the good news is, is that since that, we've seen them start to have a little fun, right? They, yeah. They've opened up their offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not just willing to sit back, and, and they're taking some chances. Some of those chances, though, kind of bit them on the backside, give mm-hmm. up two goals, final 13 minutes. It was the 83rd and 96th minute over the weekend against FC Dallas. Aruti again, too, so that's yeah. nice. So I think that the offensive pieces are starting to come together, and maybe they're losing some of that construction sure. on the defensive side of the ball. Not enough to be the favorite. Um, I would say that I'm, I'm a bit concerned for them in just 
getting a different look. I think they have trouble adjusting to their opponents sure. right now. They're focused on what they're mm -hmm. trying to do their best at, which I get, but they're, everything else that's moving around, you have to keep on your head on a swivel and, and make the proper changes. In terms of Olympia, is that just a one-off? A one-off beating Seattle away no. from home, coming back from 2-1 no. down, or are they a formidable opposition? Yeah, too much talent, for yeah. sure. I think they were, not, they were taken too lightly. Yeah. I mean, when Tyler Terrence was still here, I said to him, you know, don't, don't sleep on the Seattle Sounders-Olympia matchup. He kind of laughed at me. Mm. How's his bracket looking? I don't think it's looking particularly it's good. Not. They were, we'll get to they that, were meant we'll to be in to the that. final exactly. in his bracket, exactly. and they're not. All right, so in terms of Tigres and NYCFC, we're just talking about it with James Sands, and we'll go ahead and take a look at it in further depth here. It, when you look at NYCFC so far in the league, it's, only, it's yet to score two defeats in, in their first two matches, and then Tigres are starting to come back together a little bit. Probably not enough to blow NYCFC away just because they don't have the goal-scoring threat other than Gignac, who obviously can win a tie. But how do you see this one in terms of who, would you, who you would favor going in? I like your question to James Sands talking about the possession battle. Yeah. A team that has to chase the entire time. I think that's going to be a problem for a team that wants to hold the ball. Yes. Right? Um, Think it's almost for the point of it. Like, they just want to keep the ball for the sake of keeping the ball. They very often are just keep the ball without even having intent to attack. Yeah, and, you know, as analysts, sometimes you sit back and go, fine, go side to side. You're chasing for 90 minutes. It does something yes. to your psyche. And, mm -hmm. and that's something that NYCFC is really going to be tested on. Now, you wonder, does Ronnie Dyla press the envelope a little bit? Do we start to play a higher line? Do we figure out whether or not they change their system at all? Again, I still go back to what they said about preseason where they're going to start in the 4-4-2. They went back to the 4-3-3. I think that they rotate quite nicely. The problem is, is Tigris is a whole other animal. They haven't seen this yet, especially mm -hmm. not in MLS. I'm not taking anything away from the San Carlos matchup. They did their work. But mm -hmm. at the same point in time, Tigris and San Carlos, that's apples and oranges. And we both agree on yeah, that. Yeah, of we course. No, no, it's a million miles away. But we had James Sands on the program, and you don't think he gets enough love. It's part of the reason why we had him on. What can you tell us about how James Sands dictates the midfield playing from that number six position for NYCFC. Hard to believe. I actually did a little bit of homework this weekend. Wow. I know. I Very was a good impressive. Boy. Yeah, he doesn't receive enough <laughs> respect for what he does. Uh, everybody thinks that the holding midfielder role, he's a bulldog, okay. Maybe they just knock the ball side to side. Watch this, though. Watch the first touch. You're welcome. Alexander Ring goes the other way. He's, about a, he's a traffic, right? Let's go left. Let's go right. Let's find a way to exploit what's going on. Watch his spatial recognition here. Understands that there's challenge coming to Alexander Ring. Starts to step over. Quick reactions. And watch the tackle. He knows that his, this ball is given up. He is about to get whacked. He does not care. Still finds the outlet pass. And NYCFC should honestly have been given advantage here and gone the other direction. But he's willing to put his body on the line. What else is he good at? Change of pace. Change of direction. Keep an eye on him. He's going to walk into your screen from right about midfield. As you get Maxi Morales starting to change the direction here, he understands I have to step up a little bit here, but I also have to keep my options open. He's going to drift towards the referee. A lot of green to work with. He could come back outside. He can rotate back over. Yeah, it's a meaningful pass. It's a meaningless pass. No, it's meaningful because mm -hmm. you're continuing the flow of the actual game itself. See nice little touches in and out. And oh, by the way, he can be a human highlight reel when asked of him. It's not often. Beats the first guy. Now he's down in the corner. What are his options? He can go to the byline. He can knock it back across. He's going to get a bit tactical. Put him on skates. Finds Alex Ring. Excuse me. <laughs> overlapping around to Tinnerholm. Thank yep. you very much. But finds Tinnerholm. He allows the play to develop around him, but he's also willing mm -hmm. to be the conductor. Yep. And it's the little touches here and there. Ready for this? 56 out of 57 passes the kid completed Incredible. against San Carlos. 98% passing accuracy. You don't get that on yeah. a regular basis. And that's why I think he's underrated and underappreciated, because he does all the little things right. Other people try and do the difficult things. This is a really easy game that we make difficult on mm -hmm. ourselves. 
This kid just simplifies it. He right. gets it. And for me, the most impressive part of that highlight is that patience on that last bit at the end. So often you see a player get into the area and just want to hit the cross early. Having the patience and the skill to be like, all right, I'm going to wait for this to develop and then pick out a pass, absolutely sensational. I want to add one thing to it. And I brought it up in the call to James Sands, but I want to tell you how deep this has gone. John Hackworth. Mm-hmm. Former U-17 coach, yeah. obviously a, a very well-known person in the coaching community, coach for Philadelphia Union. He's now the head coach at Louisville City. They brought him on loan in 2018. At no point in time had that organization ever played one single holding midfielder. And at just 17 years of age, they threw James Sands into it. John Hackworth said, I had never seen a player before handle the situation like that, mm-hmm. and he hasn't since, and he's got some wow. talent. Yeah, and he's seen a lot of great youth players during his time. All right, coming up, we'll take a look at the bracket. Obviously, we've had over the course of the show. I will make my picks and hope to make an improvement over the previous host of the show, Tyler Terrence. We'll have a full look at the bracket. We'll make some picks when we return on the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show. This is the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show taking you through the quarterfinal stage, which begins this midweek. Chris Whittingham, Devin Kerr taking you through all of the four matchups. First legs coming up this week starting tomorrow night with Montreal Impact and Olympia on the networks of Fox Sports and through the NN. And now, Devin, it's bracket time. We've got to take a look at your bracket first See. Check in on the status of how you're doing, and oh. looks pretty decent so far. You have all well, you have one semifinalist gone. One you're semifinalist welcome. gone. The final still in play. You're welcome. I don't care that they're gone, and for a couple reasons. Number one, it's just so pretty to watch. First of all, and you know, I actually I I double checked and I said, oh, should I? I? I kept saying Olympia, Olympia, Olympia. Watch out for Olympia. Watch out, and I couldn't pull the trigger. So I deserve that one. Yeah, yeah. but to be fair. I didn't get the other one. I didn't get Montreal Impact going through either. But, hey, the rest of it's beautiful. Seven I mean, of the eight. It's, it's flawless. Now, I am afforded the opportunity of getting to pick it up from the quarterfinal stage. And so, uh, I, so here are my picks in terms of this bracket. So I'll go for Montreal Impact to beat Olympia, get to the semifinal. Respect. Then on the other end of the bracket, Tigres and NYCFC. I'm going for Tigres. I just think their pedigree and what they've done – uh, I, for me, I just think it's better. And then I have them beating Montreal to get to the final. Just haven't seen enough from NYCFC to, to make that leap. On the other side, the, uh, rather, it'll be America to beat Atlanta United. I just think without Joseph, it's too much. LAFC to beat Cruz Azul. LAFC, I just I think they're the. this is their tournament. This, well, did uh, you copy about, mine? Th- or what think about this here? road. LA, Leon, Cruz Azul, America, and Tigres. And I have LASC beating Tigres in the final. I think they're going to overcome this hurdle of MLS winning this tournament with an absolutely incredible run of beating all the Mexican sides on their way through to the final LAFC as champion. That's impressive, Chris. And, and I'll give you this much. You got most of the bracket right. <laughs> amazing, amazing how you can get most of the bracket right when all the picks are put in there for you. No, it's a good one. And I think you and I both agree. LAFC's got something, right? Yeah. LAFC's got something. And... They have an opportunity to truly make a run at a title here. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. By no means are we crowning them. The key question is going to be Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul, Club America, and then we'll move on from there. Montreal Impact, that's that's a little – I'm a little off on that one. Yeah. I, I, at you, this you're, point you're, in time. You're, you're the champion of Olympia. At this so. point in time. I mean, right now I'm their biggest yeah. fan. I, I think that 
I think their defense is great. Yeah. I, I think the back line's pretty. I'm I'm concerned as to how much is going to be thrown at them with all the boys up top. Look, they're bringing Ben Gucci off the bench. Like that, <laughs> I mean, that's, that pretty much says it. But I want to give you a little bit of credit. I got a little surprise here. So I'm going to let Chris Whittingham and Tyler Terrence. I've got Tyler Terrence phoning in. He's going to do a little battle. He's going to try and atone for his sins, if you will, and kind of walk us through what mistakes he made. Maybe some apologies. Excuse, excuse you. Oh, hey! I don't, I don't need to phone Look in because I'm right here. No! Look at this guy. Look how smiley they are. Don't think that I didn't <laughs> watch the last episode when they called me Tam. This guy thinks he's a designated player. You think you're Gam. No, no, no. Let's let's fr let's no, refresh. No, I actually called him. He was the DP. I was the, the Gam, and you were the Tam. Neither one. I of put you myself DPs. below everyone. You, you think I wasn't going to watch? You think I wasn't going to tune in? I right off the bat, the, the first part of the segment, they're going to bash I, me? I wouldn't have watched you guys, I can tell you <laughs> this that This is much. my baby, and I just get absolutely How smashed. is your bracket doing? Let's check your bracket out. Let's just yeah. make sure. Can, Let's can see we, how can many put it up on the screen? We have to. There it no. is. Hey, so look at that I final. I asked our producer, Roberto Fernandez, if, we could, just, if we could get the, the brown emoji. Oh, you guys know what I'm goodness. talking about. Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, quarantine me off. Nobody should have to look at this. I will say, I told you guys, it was a three-minute span. Diego Rossi and Carlos Pineda both killed me in literally about three minutes. <laughs> and my bracket was busted like there was no tomorrow. But you know what the cool thing, the, the good thing is that you didn't have to inherit my bracket, which I thought yeah. was actually what was supposed to happen. But what would be the point of that? You there grand, is, I, I would have maybe gotten seat. a couple of semifinals. You take the seat, you take the bracket. I mean. You get grandfathered in. All right, I now, got, now I, I, I got I, one question for you. Yeah, go One on. question. Go ahead. Roberto, our producer, he's great at kind of catching things on the fly. Can you guys do me a favor? Can you throw up the bracket once again? Not Tyler's bracket. Let's throw up the bracket now, live as it is. Let's just show everybody the upcoming fixtures. I actually want to get Tyler's opinion going forward. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's probably the last right, so time we're going to have him for a while. Last chance saloon. you got to get it right this time. Give me an idea. You're I'm giving, writing him down. You're giving me a second chance? You're giving me a second Ready? Let, well, I'll start you in the top right. Tigris, NYCFC. Tigris. Okay, let's move to the bottom right. Going against your Olympia, Montreal. Good for Love you. Love what they've been you. doing. Exits on the Tigres right. Let's go Montreal bottom on that LAFC, right Cruz Azul. LAFC. You're on the bandwagon. Uh -huh. Good for you. I'm it's on nice, it. It's nice to, I'm on to have it. a study partner like me peek over my shoulder. No, Atlanta United, Club America. No, Joseph Martinez, you have a problem. Club America is moving on. So okay. We're, we're all going chalk here. Well, you're going for Olympia? Listen, this are, is, are you going to do it? I, you I, I've got. Hang on. You I've already, I already said I took Olympia. Okay. All right. right. You, did it. You yeah, but you Olympia. had Seattle in that. But you had, you I'm saying Seattle if I had the opportunity. One at a time. Let's go. Ready? LAFC, Cruz Azul. Or excuse me, Club America. You're taking Club America. No, I'm not. I'm taking LAFC. I'm okay, taking LAFC. I'm turning C to an L, and yep. we're good. <laughs> Tigres, Montreal Impact. You're taking Tigres. I, I, like, my okay. heart wants to take when Montreal. Yama, when Yama's going to come find you. I know. My heart wants to take Your Montreal. Heart wants to take Montreal. For some, I, they're a results machine right now. They're just cranking it out. They haven't lost a game yet under Thierry Henry. They're finding a way to get results. This is a man who knows nothing but winning and scoring goals. And Say his it. team is proving that. Say Montreal. It. Oh, <laughs> Let's wow. Do it. Let's do it. Why not? Look at him. Wow. Okay, I got a second chance in my life. Two, two, two MLS teams in the final. Last one. Yeah. Montreal. No, not, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can count. Yeah. Montreal Impact LAFC. <laughs> Say it. I can't believe I'm in Say it. No, you're going to pick Montreal Impact to win. Montreal, baby. Come oh, on. My goodness. Some men just want oh, to watch the world burn. That's me, baby. Wow. Why not? Why not? Montreal Impact. If I'm going to go out of this show, listen, I'm upset that my last appearance on this show was these fans literally thinking that I have no idea what I'm talking about. There's and they might, be, they might be right. We, have, might be we right. have all the evidence. You just oh, put goodness. all the, the red circles with a line through them, and you're good. Quarterfinal yeah. match you're most interested in. I would have to say Montreal and Olympia. Wow, yeah. okay. I, I mean, like, again, I don't think from a quality standpoint that that's going to be the best one, but I do think from just, like, a competition and 
the sides being evenly matched in form. And, you know, if you're Olympia and you just went on the road to the MLS Cup champions, you have to have all the confidence in the world that you can go yeah. up to Montreal and be able to get a result. But Devin, same question? I'm with him on that. I yeah. think the uh, Tigres dominates NYCFC. It's a 50-50 club. Dominates. 50-50 between LAFC, Cruz, Azul, based upon how the first leg plays out. Yeah. And Club America, no question. You think Tigres dominates NYCFC you've, after you've, you've barely getting by times after Paton? No, you know what? I got a couple of picks wrong, okay? They might be both of my finalists, but yeah. I'd like to think that I'm not. I, I, just, I just don't think Tigres have it in them to dominate anybody. That's I, they, they, That's don't, they, they don't score goals I don't enough. like the way they play. You guys have yeah. great brackets. You're right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll find out. It's we have the full right. outcomes to come soon enough, and we'll see who is right when it comes to the brackets. When we return on Friday here on the Scotiabank Concaf Champions League show, we'll have four first legs to react to, and so we'll have plenty of great stuff coming for you on the way. Tyler Terrence returns to Chicago. Congratulations, Chicago Thank Fire. Play-by-play -play voice had his first game Appreciate at the weekend. Honor. Do you have a game this weekend? I do. We're at Orlando. At Orlando. What time is that kickoff? Kickoff is 7.30 Eastern time, 7.30 Eastern yes. time. The first Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League game is on Tuesday night. Montreal Impact and Olympia kicks off from 8 p.m. on TUDN and the networks of Fox Sports. Thanks for checking us out. That'll do it for this edition of the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League show.